Hello, my name's Ian Forth, and welcome to Sombrero Fallout, where we listen to alternative music through the lens of intriguing themes. Welcome to this, the last edition in this particular series of Sombrero Fallout. No doubt we'll be returning at some point, unspecified point in the future. Uh, but for now, what we're going to do is um, we're going to conclude our journey into 1979, which we started in the last episode, which for me is not only uh, peak post-punk, which after all, in some ways, is the underlying motif of uh, Sombrero Fallout, although we cover an awful lot of other things as well. It also happens to be the best year of uh, music in, in general, uh, it's my feeling. And we'll be hearing from, amongst others, uh, Talking Heads, Cabaret Voltaire, The Slits, The Jam, Public Image Limited, The Fall, Augustus Pablo, The Go-Betweens, Kleenex, OMD, Quest from News in the Dark, The Pop Group, uh, The Cure, uh, Neil Young. But uh, to kick us off tonight... <laughs>
promises for floral kings. A well-known waving span of wings. Witness the singing of the sun. A deep breath of submission has begun. Interrupting my train of thought lines of longitude and latitude I actually uh, went to the trouble of working out exactly how many artists we've had on Sombrero Fallout over the last year, and it has been exactly a year. And I wrote it down and promptly forgot where I'd written it down. But I think it was it was 278, let's say. It was exactly 278. If you really wanted to find out, of course, you could go to sombrerofallout.com, look down the artist list and, uh, and top them up. It wouldn't really take very long, having done it once and lost a bit of paper or the little bit of digital equipment that I'd written it down on. And I can't remember where it is. So, anyway, it's a lot. So it's a lot. Uh, we've heard from Wire before. We heard from them on our 1978 program when we heard uh, Outdoor Miner. That's their 1979 offering. Map reference. Map ref. 41 degrees nigh north. Dear me. 93 degrees west. And it's from their 154 album, which uh, if you've never heard it, of course, rush out and listen to it straight away. Let's take it as read uh, through everything you hear tonight. Go out and listen to the album from which the track uh, event uh, what's what's the word occurs mm. and uh, listen to it straight away and another album of course ditto is talking heads fear of music and here's a track from it Oh, 
According to the uh, NME, uh, Fear of Music by Talking Heads was the best album of 1979. Mmm, it's very good. Uh, Cities, that was, I think, a single taken from it, um, along with Life During Wartime, which you heard on the Paranoia program. I'm just bringing things full circle, doing a little bit of cross, uh, cross not cross-dressing, but uh, cross-selling. Nothing wrong with cross-dressing. Um, so, and that was, uh, so that was uh, Cities by... Talking Heads, David Byrne and Co. Now, we hear the first rumblings of the uh, crossover between Kraftwerk and post-punk and various other crazy things as well. Uh, There's a track from Cabaret Voltaire.
That's the sound of young Sheffield in 1979, nag, 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 from Cabaret Voltaire. And uh, naturally enough, you also would have heard them on the Sheffield episode if you had but listened to it. And if you haven't, go go away straight away. Go to sombrerofallout.com and dig it out. I think they also appeared, did they not, on the Paranoia programme with the Yashar. So that's, that's that scuzzy, nasty, brilliant, uh, synthy thing going on there. 1979, and you heard the sound of young feminism with the raincoats uh, on the last episode. And here's a track we played um, on the very first episode of Sombrero Fallout, all the way back a year ago um, from the Slits, and we're going to hear it again right now.
Well, what a one-two that is. That's Memories from Public Image Limited, John Lydon's band that he formed after he exited the Sex Pistols, are regarded by some as one of the twin peaks uh, of post-punk, along with Closer by Joy Division, uh, a hypothesis with which I heartily concur. And uh, prior to that, you heard Typical Girls by The Slits from their album Cut, similarly from 1979. And if you're hearing uh, what happened when dub and punk merged there let's let's take it down let's take it back to the uh, the the influence itself to dub and uh, let's hear from augustus pablo
That's Augustus Pablo and My Mind Dub from uh, 1979. And the name of the album that came from was Africa Must Be Free by 1983. Uh, well, that, uh, that didn't quite work out, did it? Unfortunately, when I hear that, I'm reminded of um, Alan Partridge interviewing uh, the ecologist when he says, what about plant, uh, you, you've got this slogan, uh, plant a tree in 93, how about plant some more in 94? And I can't get it out of my head now, but um, yeah, that was Augustus Pablo. And uh, if you're actually sort of on the music scene, as we all were, uh, exploring new alternative sounds, there was one band who leapfrogged from uh, not really the, the edges of music because they regarded themselves as inheritors more of the mainstream 1960s tradition of uh, The Who, The Kinks and, and The Mods in particular, and that was The Jam. But they did serve up some excellent singles uh, during 1979-1980 uh, before Paul Weller, in my opinion, rather wandered off into areas I wish he hadn't wandered off to with... Uh, Awful things like the Style Council. But uh, in 1979, uh, uh, really rather good. Have a listen to this.
Strange Town by the Jam, and Paul Weller regards that, I believe, as one of the three most, one of the three perfect songs, in his opinion, uh, which he's ever written. And it may be a little conventional, perhaps, a little mainstream by Sombrero Fallout standards, but who cares? It's a great song. We're going to play it. It's the last episode. We're just going to do these things. Uh, and it didn't sound particularly mainstream, perhaps, in 1979. It sounded a little bit alternative. It still sounds good. Australia is where I call home. I still like to call Australia my home, with the uh, with the, the country girt by sea and so forth. And uh, there was a band who were just kicking off uh, in 1979, been going for a year or so. Grant McLennan and um, his friend Robert Forster from Brisbane uh, had got together. One, again, a little more mainstream, and the other a little more angular, a little more interested in, in post-punk, and the fusion of their two sensibilities forged a... Uh, Perhaps the greatest Australian band, uh, along with the Triffids, uh, perhaps the Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, from the 1980s. But from in 1979, uh, this is what they were coming up with. People say by the go-betweens. There's a very good uh, documentary about the go-betweens, uh, which came out. There's also uh, another uh, documentary analysing their last album, 16 Lovers Lane. If you can get hold of either of those on YouTube or an equivalent platform, 
or even in the cinema, I would uh, okay, I'd suggest you do just that. And uh, this year, 2018, has very sadly witnessed the death of perhaps the greatest artist of the last uh, 30 or 40 years. <laughs> it's going to be somewhat disputed, that statement, but uh, we're in an alternative universe here. And uh, again, it's my podcast. And that's Marky Smith, of course, of The Fall. And uh, if you want to hear um, uh, an episode entirely devoted to The Fall, which came out the very day he, he died, then do look up uh, the, the episode list on sombrerofallout.com and you will find just that. And after that, you'll find a legacy of The Fall um, episode. They were just starting out in 1979 and they actually came out with two albums, not one, but two. Um, which which they were so prolific occasionally they would do just that, two studio albums, uh, the second of which was Dragnet, and this is from their very first album. Is that right? I actually get those two albums. There's, there's 32 studio albums after all. Occasionally get them confused. Actually, I think uh, it's from Live at the Witch Trials. That's right. And this is Rebellious Jukebox. <laughs>
Two tracks there, which in their own distinct and unusual ways were summoning up the air of genuine rebellion in music in 1979. It was it was no sort of, it's only rock and roll and I like it kind of awful Rolling Stones style faux pretend uh, rebellion, which is no sort of rebellion at all in my opinion. It was uh, really pushing the envelope of what music was capable of. And you know, the, the organ sound you heard on Rebellious Jukebox by The Fall... Um, sounded as tinny and crap as it was, not necessarily because that's why they wanted it to sound, because they couldn't afford anything better. It had just arrived by uh, mail order in the post. And uh, in fact, the very first band, gig the band played, uh, there, uh, there was no organ because it hadn't arrived in the post at the time. When it did, it probably cost about probably seven or eight pounds, I think. Um, but that is part of the charm and um, the gap between what they were striving for and what their musical abilities were capable of and indeed the technology that was available to them and um, produced this uh, fascinating music for this brief period in time. And then the second track you heard there, uh, Don't Throw Ashtrays At Me by Swell Maps. Again, um, if you just bear with me one moment while I'm just going to... Uh, look up rather good reviews not all the reviews on pitchfork are great but this one of a trip to marineville the album um, by swell maps uh, is very good indeed actually by a chap called joe tangari and uh, as he says uh, of course we're talking about a band that didn't bother rehearsing began writing their own songs because they couldn't play anyone else's um, and though they were officially a sextet, they recorded with whomever happened to be in the studio at their moment. And considering their strange story, it's hardly a wonder that their albums are as weird and as wonderful as they are. Uh, they are nothing if not consistent. In the case of Swell Maps, that means consistently manic, unfocused, chaotic, uniquely unprofessional and quite charming. And there, in a nutshell, in a sense, was what post-punk was all about. Now then, on with the music.
That's You by the Swiss band Kleenex, uh, often toured with the Raincoats. And uh, that was the last single they actually released as Kleenex because Kimberly Clark, uh, who sell the bog rolls, if I can put it that way, uh, to the masses, said, no, you can't do that, and thus began the great clampdown on the post-punk movement. They changed their name anyway to Lilliput and, and carried on. Excuse me one moment. <coughs> a tickle in the throat. I can't guarantee it won't come back. Changed their name to Lilliput, and uh, as their Wikipedia entry, whoever's written it has correctly stated, uh, their music changed from noisy and energetic, and that was a noisy and energetic track you heard there, to complex and haunting. And uh, I'm not that familiar with the later complex and haunting uh, music, I must confess. I must go and listen to it. Now for something just a little bit smoother.
on Sombrero Fallout Peak Punk, <laughs> Peak Post Punk Part 1. Uh, you heard uh, Echo and the Bunnymen Teardrop Explodes uh, with something of a Liverpool revival around 1979. And continuing on that theme from the same city, that's uh, Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. And some of, some of you out there will be saying, uh, quite rightly, well, that's a song from 1980. That's a single from 1980, Ian. Yes, it is. But originally, it was recorded for the eponymous debut album of Orchestral News in the Dark the previous year in 1979. And I can't really believe there's anyone who would uh, uh, prefer I play the album version, because I do believe the single version is superior, although technically, of course, you, you, you're right to pull me up. Huh. Uh, a band which uh, tends to get uh, overlooked in some ways, a Bristol group, The Pop Group, just called The Pop Group, and there's quite a lot of that around with things like Public Image Limited and so forth um, at the time. And this is uh, a great uh, track from them, She Is Beyond Good and Evil. She is beyond 
And that's where uh, punk overlap with funk, with uh, Bristol's The Pop Group, and She Is Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, yeah. Now, we always try to play new artists as much as we play established artists, uh, artists more familiar to the sombrero fallout canon. And I'm happy to say that even in this very last episode, the last three tracks we've played by Kleenex, by OMD and by the pop group, uh, those three artists debuting on the programme. But to bring us home, uh, three tracks from old friends of the programme. And uh, to start with, someone who perhaps wouldn't normally associate with punk or post-punk, but the, his album Rust Never Sleeps uh, from 1979 started with uh, This Is The Story Of Johnny Rotten's Song, Hey Hey My My Out Of The Blue and referenced, um, was referenced in turn by Kurt Cobain in his uh, sadly suicide note. It's better to burn out than to fade away. And everyone thinks about the, <clears throat> about the, well, I don't want to comment on someone's suicide note. It's not really for us to say, is it? It should perhaps have been made public. But you can see that Neil Young was intricately, intricately wound up with uh, punk and post-punk. And this, this uh, following track is not out of place, I feel on this uh, program at all. It's Powderfinger. Look out, mama, there's a white boat coming up the river With a big red beacon and a flag and a man on the rail I think you better call John Cause it don't look like they're here to deliver the mail And it's less than I hope they didn't come this 
Powderfinger by Neil Young from his album Rust Never Sleeps from, of course, 1979. And just while that uh, was playing, I've been just f- just th- uh, thumbing down, is that the phrase? Scrolling down my Friends of Sombrero Fallout uh, Facebook forum, and people have been writing in saying, I very much hope that uh, Paul Burt writes in saying, as long as it's filled with the best disco album in the world. And Adrian Langford says, what about the only ones? Well, they're not, uh, they're not here at all. Uh, James Shaw is horrified at the prospect of no magazine, Stiff Little Fingers, Only Ones, or Ian Jory. And Barry Vincent Peaton says, yes, sweet Jean Vincent, I want to hear that. Well, I'm sorry, guys, but there's just not room for, uh, for everyone on the ship. You know, it uh, must have been like it would have been for Noah, saying, well, you know, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, unicorns, no. And there was some unicorn-like music which we won't be hearing tonight from the likes of, um, apart from those artists I've just mentioned, uh, no Suicide or Prefects, no Susie and the Banshees, Adam and the Ants, no Cramps, no Chrome, no Undertones, Tubeway Army, no Gary Newman, Human League, no This Heat. And that's uh, their classic post-punk. Sorry. And no XTC, no Scritty Politty, no Mekons, no Tom Verlaine even, no Elvis Costello. No perubu. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. So a lot of people are going to be disappointed. And uh, when I come back again, as I surely will, 
uh, we'll be hearing from those all those artists in the future so so worry not i'm not exactly sure when and uh, rather like game of thrones they do a kind of mega last episode this episode's uh, got so many great songs i want to play for you that it's going to be much longer than the normal run around about an hour this one's going to run for quite a bit more than that so you know sorry about that <laughs> just just carry on listening it's all value for money and the last couple of tracks we're going to play uh the one is you know for many years i thought maybe this is the perfect pop song and i still think in many ways it's not far off
That's Transmission by Joy Division bringing this particular show to an end. And before that, you heard Boys Don't Cry uh, by The Cure. Two of my uh, favourite artists, two of my favourite tracks. And uh, I'm sure you'll forgive a little indulgence here um, as we're bringing to an end 1979 Peak Post Punk Part 2. Uh, following on inexorably and as night follows day from Peak Post Punk Part 1. And that's the end uh, of Sombrero Fallout for this year and for this series. Uh, when we'll come back, I'm not exactly sure or whether we'll be under the Sombrero Fallout umbrella or hat, so to speak. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the, the future holds. But for now, anyway, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, your company. I have uh, cannot express enough how wonderful it has been to reconnect with many old friends uh, via our forum. And thank you for all the banter and all the suggestions and... Uh, through the medium of music, yes, but the medium of friendship is the most Im important thing of all. And I, I've loved doing that. And I've also enjoyed making new friends. And uh, I also just want to stress how wonderful it is having a supportive family around me as well. Tamsim, my lovely wife, uh, quite sincerely. And uh, my eldest, Jamie, and my two youngest, um, Scott and Alex, the twins. Uh, some of them more interested in some of the music than others at... Uh, that's not important again. It's uh, the connections in life, isn't it? What is life for, after all? I could go on and on, so I'll try not to. I'll see you again sometime soon. Uh, thanks for listening. Have a little look around sombrerofallout.com and see if there's anything from the past 32 hours and 32 episodes that you want to have a listen to. I'm sure there'll be plenty there. Uh, that's all, folks. Bye for now. Uh, go well. Separation is divine Here's a strike